everybody, welcome back to the Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we have a very special tank edition. Alpha Tank. That actually sounds like a good game to play. Alpha Tank. Alpha Tank edition of, of, of Minecraft Podcast. Yes, Brewmasters have finally returned from their slumber. And uh, first up, we have is Dot from Midwinter. How are you doing today, Dot? Hey there. Uh, I'm doing very well. How about you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, I'm not as far into the, you know, wait and uh, for the next raid as you are. Uh, this has been, <laughs> you know, October. I was actually just looking it up. October, like, I think it was like 22nd when you killed Garage. So, you know, it's because you know, I'm just thinking, oh, man, I just want to get this over and done with with like a one or two day clear near you know, been that for the last <laughs> longer, you know, more months than I have been doing that. Um, oh, yeah. It's been quite a while on farm. <laughs> and then actually today we have back uh, from the last episode that we had on is actually Jim from March Druid. How are you doing today, Jim? Great as always, I guess. Doing fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, and, and congrats on your first one night clear. I know you've been tweeting out about it. Uh, yeah, you guys finally you. were able to score that. I mean, we we've gotten one, almost another one, you know, one of those like Phase four wipes at like, you know, right at end time and people are like, well, I'll just come back tomorrow. Yeah, that so. almost happened to us, actually, <laughs> on our one night clear. Like the poll before our kill, we wiped when he had like 16 million health hit <laughs> or left because our mage took the iron star to the face when it spawned <laughs> and died. And yeah. if he had been alive, we would have killed it. <laughs> yeah, those are always good. Like, you know, where someone's like falling asleep at the wheel at the end of the night. Yeah, it's like the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> yeah, so awful. Well, I was like, what do you really? mean the worst feeling? It's the best feeling. Everybody knows that. You know, when you're, especially for us, you know, I'm not sure, Dot, do you actually do the kiting on that fight? Just getting into it really quickly? No, actually, I don't. We have our uh, Pharaoh Druid who goes guardian for that fight. Oh, too. okay. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think I remember seeing, seeing your video on that with the, yeah. So you just DPS the boss, but I mean, like, the like, for me, it's just, I just throw brews around and I just yell at people. Spread out, you know, don't, don't stack up. I watch timers. I'm like the timer. I'm like the, you know, popcorn lady. <laughs> if anybody remembers that back Popcorn when, lady. Well, yeah, for, um, to call for the time. I think it's just here in, cause I, in California, it's popcorn is what it was. That's actually what you typed in. And she'd say like, you know, at the beep, the time is, and it'd beep. No one remembers. Well, I that? live in California, and I've never heard of that. You never heard of that? I, I I've only uh, lived in California for like nine or ten months. Dang, yeah, popcorn lady. It was like I think it was like seven 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 or something, and then whatever numbers. I don't know. People, people listeners out there should will remember. But uh, <laughs> getting on, getting on with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just crazy. I don't just you know, call popcorn. You know, yelling at people doing that. Yeah, no, I'm not not that crazy, but. Uh, so, you know, getting you know caught up with you, Dot, I mean, what have you been doing besides just doing the clears from, uh, you know, Siege? Have you just been, you know, I know you, you're really big into Reaper Souls, which kind of put off this cast by a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kept dodging each other in that week. Yeah, so uh, so you're just kind of relaxing right now, just kind of taking it easy with uh, after Siege, just, you know, been Yeah, a few just months. taking it easy, not really doing anything strenuous in the gaming side. No, no, does Midwinter do like a lot of alt- alternate stuff like on the weekends or anything like that? Or is it just the one night clear and you're done? Um, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of alt raids, but I'm not participating this tier round. Okay, cool, cool. So you're just kind of yeah doing that one, the main raid and then just taking it yeah. easy. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's just kind of how Siege, I think it's for me personally, and I, I'm not sure how Jim is on this or, or you, Dot, is just that... 
because there's 14 bosses is why it just seems like oh, I don't really want to do too much alt stuff or anything like that. Like, you know, maybe just like take a break and then jump into it. I, mean, I do like leveling my alt up and doing LFRs every once in a while. You know, when I can AFK watch TV and then LFR pops and then I play a little bit type of thing. But oh, yeah. uh, do you mm-hmm. think do you think it's mainly because of that? Because there's a 14 boss. Is that I mean, I'm not sure for near personally, but do you think do you kind of see that around? Because I kind of see that around with other guilds as well, where, you know, there's really not that much alt focus. No, well, I don't think it's the number of bosses. Like the number of bosses is fine. Last year was 12. The tier before that was like 16 or something. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of the easy bosses are just complete pushover. So it's not as if it detracts from your total clear time as well. Uh, I think it's just that the tier has been out for a while and it, yeah. uh, we expect it to be out for another, what, five, six months. You got to pace yourself or otherwise you're going <laughs> to burn out. And then Jim, is that, is that what you're going to kind of add on to that as well? Yeah. Um, do we, do we have a 25 minute alt raid that we do on Saturdays and Sundays that I play prior warrior for? Uh, we're 10 out of 14 heroic. We're working on Thok, but I don't know. It, it's kind of exhausting for me just because <clears throat> like a lot of, a lot of stuff in that I do in main raid, like cooldown calling on Thok, I'm expected to do it in the alt raid too. And like tank and coordinate. And, mm-hmm. and even though, even though I refuse to, to lead the alt raid, it's still, I, I don't particularly, well, I mean like, so, so like, like Dot said, the first several bosses, I don't know, the first eight or nine bosses were really easy. You know, even even though we don't have a lot of the main raiders in the alt group. But after that, it's like I'm progressing again <laughs> on stuff that I killed in September. You know, yeah. and it's there's there's something tiring about that. And like when we wipe on Thok, I'm like, ugh, you know, it's just <laughs> but it's something to do, especially yeah. now, now that we can do the, the one night clear. You know, we kill it on Tuesday and then, I don't know, play D3 until Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like me. You know, I'm like the only one out of everybody I know that. Like when I log in, like like later today, I'll log in and it is to do some of my, you know, daily chores of like, you know, make this, make that, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I, then, I mean, I, I do that too. And well, I, I've no, been working I, on like Shadow Master and stuff. But yeah, but when I, I just funny because when I look at my like friends list or like if I looked right now on my battle.net, it'd just be all D, D, uh, Diablo 3 logos there. And I'm like the only one that actually doesn't have Reaper Souls. I will play it. So don't send those hate mails in, you know, or the hate tweets that I'm not going to be <laughs> playing it. But, you know, I it's just for me, I just like the story. I'm not really into the, you know, max level. I think I, I still have Witch Doctor. He's like level 35 or something. So. I'll eventually do that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of just how it is. I mean, you know, we were kind of thinking of, you know, maybe we'd have some more content right now. And I think this is probably where they would put more content, but they scrapped it to try to put out, uh, you know, the the expansion a little bit faster than they probably were intending to. So, um, really, what do you think they were intending to do the expansion then? Probably this time next year. March. Wow. I well, think that's must, you you must be joking. No, but there'd yeah. be but there'd be more content though. Like there would have been another content patch. Like like what? Like another Ruby Sanctum yeah. or something? I think that's what they're probably gonna plan to do. Because there was gonna be a content patch, a five five, and they even said that, and then they scrapped it. And then just to focus on the expansion to because you know there's a couple other ones that one just got released and there's one coming up in June that may be competing for their subscriber numbers. And you know, Again, this is I'm wearing my tinfoil laden hat right now, so <laughs> bear in mind of that. I, I like to go into those kind of you know branch theories if you don't. Anybody's kind of new to the show, but uh, well, I mean, well, okay, so 
so there's not going to be another content patch before Warlords, you know. Well, there's the we, the we six. That, well, there's a six point in the lead up. It's kind of like yeah, the same one. I don't know. How long do you realistically think that's going to last? So like a month, maybe. Yeah, probably I mean, a month. They're, they're going to have to like, that, like yeah. they're really going to gut Siege Vargamar to make it oh, doable. Yeah. I mean, so it's not <laughs> even going to. It's just going to be like a complete pushover. But I think I think the reason why they're more comfortable, well, maybe um, why they're more comfortable not having another content patch is that. Like this year in particular, like if I look at my BNet client, you know, like there's a lot of games on there compared to, to, you know, what we used to have. And like everybody's playing Reaper Souls and Hearthstone is out officially and Heroes of the Storm is coming out. So we've been playing that and just like a lot of other interconnected Blizzard related stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, as opposed to previous expansions like, like Wrath, you know when Lich King was out for when ICC was out for, I don't know how many months, what was it like a year? It was or over something? a year. It was like almost a year and yeah. a quarter. seemed like, like, you know, I, after we stopped writing, cause we were tired of ICC, you know, like I didn't really log on to wow, but there was no BNet client. There was definitely no BNet chat. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think they had real ID, but it was new, you know, like there just wasn't as easy to stay connected with guildies and other games. True. That's true. And now, you know, now if people aren't on WoW, you know, they're on the they're on D three and we're all talking and you know, it's I don't know. It feels less painful to be in Siege this long than it did in previous expansions. Yeah. I definitely get that feel as well. And then I guess in going into that, you know, jumping into Siege since we kinda, you know, jumped over that that first one with the kind of catch up with thought what he's uh Reaper Souls, I guess is the short answer to that. Um <laughs> So with with the thoughts on Siege as a raid instance, and I'll go with you, Dot, first on this, um, you know, what did you actually think of the entire instance from beginning to end, from the first boss to the last boss? I think it was an excellent cap to a very good expansion. I believe the raids in Mr. Pandaria were better than any other expansion that we've ever had. And uh, I think a large part of it was because we had uh, Ian Hastico's Watcher to uh, thank for. Like he's become the uh, raid developer, and his ideas are great. And you think it's just the also the mix too of like bosses because you know thinking about the end bosses of each tier, they were kind of rememberable. Like not me, they were remember. Uh, I can't even say that word. Memorable. memorable? There we go. Remember. <laughs> I misremembered that word. There we go. <laughs> they're they're memorable though, right? I mean, Shaw Fear. You know, even you know, Grand Empress was rem- uh, was memorable. Let me see. Let's see, I'm gonna say that word all the time now. Yeah, um, I I wouldn't exactly say that the end bosses were spectacular. Like Lation was really really good, but the other bosses actually seem sort of pale in comparison to say Ragnaros or Lich King. But the fact that was that there was very little trash, or well, very little. <laughs> very few bosses that were actually bad. Yeah. Like the average quality of the bosses was very high and consistent throughout the tiers. There were no like boss trash. Well, I mean, I mean, there was on a few bosses. There was like it seemed like right. there, you know, like Tordos, for instance. Once you're able to get, you know, either any some kind of plan down, you know, there's certain bosses that just kind of rolled over. You know, with half the rate up, you could still kill it. But you know, those first kills, you know, even like yeah, Jikun. I mean, like some of the. It seemed like some of the bosses were just. You know, especially going in for the first time, 
were really tuned well. And like you mentioned as well, yeah, you know, Ian Hesikosis definitely did a, you know, what the watcher, you know, that's his blizzard profile, uh, did a great job of kind of accenting the raid encounters to keep people interested and difficulty too. Like the difficulty has probably been, I'd say the most difficult aside. I mean, it almost went a flashback to the first raids in cataclysm, which were so difficult and so challenging, but so rewarding in the same end. Like, you know, Sinestra was just, you know, way up there with difficulty. Do you kind of oh, yeah. do you agree with that as well? I think the difficulty is was very well done, and it wasn't done in such a way that you had to like pull out random strats, <laughs> unfun strats from out of nowhere to beat it. Like I remember killing Atromedes and everybody piling up in the safe corner that you would never get hit by yeah. ring sword. That just felt <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Or like you were doing Alokir heroic like what uh, Paragons did, and they just left like two thirds of the raid on the first platform AFK for phase one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the thing. Like, n- none of the raids have been like that <laughs> so far. It, it's been all very interactive, all very great. Now, now um, I guess going into that as well with like just strategies and, and, you know, going from the PTR, which I know you guys, you know, rated on that quite a bit. Was there, were you able to actually get, were did actually strategies change a lot from the PTR to the live raid? Or were they, did it seem like they were a little bit better at tuning the bosses on the PTR to live? Well, I'm going to come out and say that I don't actually do PTR. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I meant like midwinter, I guess. Yeah, like I mean, like your guild. Because I, yeah, I know PTR, you're... <laughs> but I very rarely go on there because they do testing during like the engineer working hours and I work during those times. <laughs> so I'm basically never on PTR. But from what I hear, the strategies are basically the same. There have been a few uh, tuning differences that either made specific strategies easier or harder to implement. I can't recall off the top of my head if we've actually changed anything specifically from the way they actually did it on PTR. But yeah, PTR definitely uh, was a lot closer to live than I think what it has been in the past. And you think that just kind of played into the smoothness of the tier for a lot of bosses? I mean, obviously you got when, you know, especially for Siege in, in general, that it was, you know, kind of, you know, really smooth going up the ramp. And until you hit that brick wall boss where it seemed like that's what they wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like that. The first eight bosses were like pushovers and then Malkrog, <laughs> we wiped like more times on that than all of the first eight bosses added together times two. Yeah, I think the one thing was that uh, that just pulling from from that as well is just hearing the stories from like uh, when Rignos was on that they just kind of went into Nazgrim. We're like, well, let's just see if we can zerg it, and they zerged it down. <laughs> like they have no strat at all. They just went, let's just do whatever. We'll see how the boss is, and then yeah. they just killed it. Like I mean, it was that was that easy. On and then you go to Malkarok, and then it's like someone's shutting a door in your face every time you walk up those steps. <laughs> Definitely, and then, but then. I actually raid with another guild, and uh, they are of lesser caliber than Midwinter. Mm-hmm. But the difficulty definitely seemed like a much, like more even ramp up. I think it was just the gear at that time that just made Malkrox so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess that's one thing too is like when you were going to some of these difficult bosses, where did you have to do any unique strategies, or was it just more of gear was the really the limiting factor? I think it was a lot of it. Um, the I think our our most unique strategy was single tanking Malkrock Blood Rage, and that's not even very unique. 
Okay, so it seems like it kind of was, you know, I mean, again, like the difficulty was in those last, I think it was the yeah, last four bosses is kind of mm-hmm. where everything, well, actually, last six bosses is kind of like where everything kind of started ramping up, spoils and all those other ones. Isn't now Jim kind of going in that same question for you when you're going in? Now, did you originally were tanking actually Siege, correct? Um. Or no, you actually you're you're on the Windwalker for most of that? Yeah, I I was recruited into Archdruid to play Windwalker okay. during Throne of Thunder. Um but I had been tanking uh most of the last like eight years prior to that. Um on Warrior DK Paladin. <clears throat> and so uh I mean I've always been our our third tank since I joined, just because Rob knew that I can play tank. And so whenever there's a, like a triple tank fight, like shamans or animus, uh, you know, I was always like the, the person to go brewmaster. Um, but since we've had, you know, recruitment issues and or attendance issues, whatever, I've ended up tanking siege of mm-hmm. uh, quite a lot, especially like in, in the last couple of months, I usually tank like the first 10 or 11 bosses and then switch over to, to Windwalker for like the last three. And I guess then, uh, for mainly for you, for I guess for you then, from you notice, because I've I've usually like I've been the same way, only usually in the third tank, or in case you know someone's you know say we wanted to give a you know one of the tanks a spell, especially with Reaper Souls last week, we were able to give one of our tanks who's a big Diablo fan a break. Um, was there any fine particular that you noticed that was kind of demanding, uh, Jim, on any of the, like any of the fights that you actually have currently tanked that was more of like a more of a challenging fight other than just. You know the basic keep shuffle up and don't you know don't die. I guess in a sense. In, in this tier or no in this or tier in general? no just in, in um, this tier in, in siege. Uh, let me think. I mean, nothing nothing immediately sticks out in my mind. I mean, like the first eight or nine bosses. I, I guess like the most challenging or or demanding fight for me to tank has been. Um, Learning how to solo tank Thok like a scumbag. I mean, but, but that—I mean—that's that, not even—that's not even like hundred percent necessary. I just do that because I'm bored, and you know we're trying to find ways to to make the bosses interesting. But I mean, there there haven't been any any terribly difficult tank mechanics to deal with. I think has that been kind of your sentiment as well, Dot? When you've been tanking, I mean, it seems like you know most of it's just kind of the basic. You know, don't get your stack too high of this debuff or you'll die or you know, don't stand in this or you'll die type of mechanics. Is that for us, at least for tanking reasons? Um, I don't know. I've actually thought the, uh, like mechanically, uh, siege of Orgrimmar has, was a bit easier than throne of thunder because throne of thunder had a lot of bosses that through periodic, very high damaging attacks at you that you had to like guard and cool down rotation for. But, um, I would still say siege crafter, uh, was pretty intense, uh, where it pressured you to do uh, plenty of DPS mm-hmm. and find ways to abuse high stacks of <laughs> the debuff. And Paragons was, or yeah, Paragons is probably the single highest damaging fight that I re- actually remember in all of progression. Yeah, they hit really like, compared hard. Compared to, yeah, the gear that you had at the time. No. Like, yeah, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, going up with that, is that, are you still experiencing that now? Or with the nerf that they did to smooth out the damage, is it, have you noticed a big drop off? Because I have definitely noticed a drop off, at least from when our tanks were taking damage. 
On Quaxi? Yeah, yeah on Player Paragon specifically. Yeah, Quaxi definitely, I, I noticed the drop off, but I think it's more gear than the uh, change. Okay. Because the change is more of the raid damage type. Like, it's just Fiery Edge, right? And yeah. Is there something else? Mm-hmm. Well, it's Fiery multi-shot. Edge, multi Edge, Fire Edge, and multi Yeah, multi shot won't, won't hit the, like, yeah. this, you know, at roughly the same positions as the uh, Sonic Pulses, so you don't get, like, one shot. Mm hmm. And I also don't go down right after you get the transformation. Like, they have a little delay between those abilities. Because sometimes I would just kill people too with like a you know they would get transformed into a scorpion, and then they would just get yeah. you know <laughs> multi striked and just like you know multi shot and just instantly dead. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess that gives the healers more time to pay attention to the tanks. But <laughs> now, overall, I haven't seen any fight since you know the Lich King days where a single melee attack from a tank would take eighty percent of your HP, and that happens all the freaking time on Paragons. What even Garrosh is that way? Like, I mean, I mean, obviously that's also related probably mainly to the debuff. That you have on you, and then, I mean, or is it just you know because of how stagger oh. is because it's just really strong reduction that you're able to keep that up pretty easily, not experience a large hit. Crush is really never, hard P four. Yeah, I don't, yeah, P four probably, yeah. but I've never really experienced like hard hits on Grush before that point. Oh, our war must be just doing like one of those scumbag things then. <laughs> I mean, he also gets up <laughs> to like 12 or 13 stacks too. So. Oh, well, yeah. Then you're solo tanking like a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. right? We have three tanks that just sort of taunt vengeance back and forth. So mm-hmm. we never yeah, get more so than we three do. Or four stacks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know yeah, what that is. I, I just, like I said, on that fight, I just sit and throw brews around and just kind of AFK and watch timers. <laughs> yeah, our, our GM kites adds, and, and well, usually it's me and the warrior who tank the actual mm-hmm. boss. But lately, Rob's been giving me a break and letting me DPS a fight, and our DK goes blood instead. But regardless of, of gear that you have, um, going back to Klaxi, like Kilrook in particular mm-hmm. hits really freaking hard. Even even with all the gear that we have, like later in the fight, once he gets a couple of stacks, depending on how long he's up, like that gouge and eviscerate combo or whatever that he does will kill you if you don't have a CD. Now, now I guess in going into that as well with going into just a little bit um, of like kind of the cooldowns that you, know, you usually have used the most in the fight uh, or any kind of glyphs in particular dot is there anything that you kind of stuck out where you went you know i can't live without this glyph is there anything or or talent you know you know ability or anything like that that you just i'll, I'll be shuff, outside of shuffle because that's kind of what the class is designed around you can't say oh shuffle that's easy easy one i mean like like you know i mean like a a cooldown ability that we use uh, like all the time well i personally have glyph guard and diffuse magic and talented diffuse magic for basically the entire instance like I could possibly have changed uh, them f- to be a bit more for a few fights, but especially on farm, I just don't bother even changing those two at all. Like guard is on full time, and diffuse magic is always my level forty-five. I think talent, yeah. And is that really mainly because? Well, I mean, for bosses, I usually like are only physical. Um, I'm thinking. I think. Well, are I mean, there any? Well, I mean, the one that is mostly physical, but again, I'm not sure about the tank ability. Would be like Iron Juggernaut. I would be thinking of, or just the adds on. Well, I mean, on Galacross, that's kind of like one of those easy fights. I mean, some guilds have a struggle on it, but at least for my guild, I've usually had an easy time on it. Thinking about tanking, um, is it is a you know? I was just thinking about like you know what bosses actually don't do any kind of magical damage, but they actually have all some kind of component. Because I was thinking of the way to cheese it, not cheese it, but the way to use the glyph to its fullest benefit would be the, to the effectiveness of the self heal, having that up more often. Is that kind of what it is, or is it just because you get that extra little magic push at the end of it? 
Um, I use Glyph of Garden mostly because it only activates on magic damage. So if I were to pre-apply it for a high damage ability that I know is coming, the boss melees in the initial part before the magic happens don't eat at the guard. That's does that work on? Does that work on the Haram debuff? Don't. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, because that is a. Uh, I believe it is a Earth uh, application. Yeah, it's debuff. actually frost damage. Or frost. Yeah, frost. I, it was yeah. one of those like a spell. I get a little like spell thing on my counter when I get hit by it. Right, I take right. death and harm for that fight, but it, it's diffused magic for most every other fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so I guess then you I mean yeah, because thinking of like all the bosses' abilities in the tier, um, do you think that was more of a design component for when they were designing the bosses is to keep them that it wasn't just only physical or only magical to keep it so that tanks were more in line? Um, yeah, definitely. There was a very large outcry at the end of Throne of the Thunder where druids were basically considered the worst tanking class because of the fact that they didn't have consistent cooldowns to reduce uh, physical damage that were not affected by armor, which was basically all the big high damaging attacks like decapitate, the uh, talon rakes, and through stairs, etc. And Druids just felt very weak. So they changed pretty much all of those high damage tank abilities to Magic and Siege of Orgrimmar, with the exception of Execute on Nazgrim, which was neutered very hard and affected by armor, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting that they kind of were going that route, but I can definitely see it, especially going in with, again, going into what we're going to be coming up next in the talk is, uh, you know, the alpha notes with how the tanks are kind of getting normalized in a sense, as far as it is with, like, what they can reduce in damage-wise or damage components. Um, now, going into the last question on Siege, I guess for both of you, and I'll start with you, Jim. Um, sure. Just just based on like your tanking experience, I know like you mentioned, you haven't really tanked. I mean, you know, a lot of the bosses, or you know, as much, many as you can, um, yeah. or as you did. Uh, the, the only boss, the only boss that I haven't tanked multiple times is Blackfuse. Okay. Every other boss, I've I've tanked. You know, almost every week. Once we because we we lost a tank, mm-hmm. so I just switched to tanking full time for most bosses. And then I guess then going into that, my question for both of you is going to be the which ability do you find the, like the most scariest? Like where you go, oh crap, you know, not mean, you know, you know, what I mean, like uh, where you have to have, you know, everything ready to pop for it. Like what boss and what ability is that going to? It's only Claxi and or Blackface. Yep, pretty much. So not even like yeah, like I mentioned, not even a garage one application or and you know nope. And then so so it's just just those two abilities are going to be the big hitters in this tier. Is that what you feel? Yeah, it's it's only like like the first three stacks probably on black fuse. You don't like you can take two no problem without any CDs. Then guard the third and then just use a cooldown for anything mm-hmm. beyond that. And then Claxi, all all those bosses hit really really hard. Well, I mean. Not not all of them. Skier hits really hard. Killer hits really hard. Um, Corvin does, I think, too. Yeah, Corvin. But I think it's really because hard, of the but, dog, but we right? we cheese it by we triple tank it. Oh, okay. So we have a, a tank swap on Corvin anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know there's the problem with the you know when he stuns and everything, and that's usually when because you're then most of the time most people's active mitigation will fall off. Yeah. Um, on our on our first kill when we when we didn't have the DPS at triple tank, we did have to rotate a lot of CDs on okay. tanks during um, during prime. And then, so I guess then also as well uh, with that, um, kind of going into 
what kind of abilities we'll be using next for tank reduction because uh, a few of them got removed as far as ones that I've you know heard from people that they use quite a bit um, is going into the alpha notes about some things that were removed and of course the first one on the list which I think every brewmaster was like we have this ability was avert harm got <laughs> got removed <laughs> I mean I use it a bunch right now because I'm kiting ads you know I kite ads because I use it when I go through any kind of magic stuff. Because it just, you know, gives me that little cushion there uh, when, yep. I, when I do have my stagger up. So, you know, it's one of those things to where it, it does a little bit of benefit, like, because it just delays a little bit. So I don't even think most tanks know that Avert Harm works on you if you're by yourself. Yeah. Because it doesn't say anything about it in the in the tooltip, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's really the only way I use it. Or, or like, say, if uh, the, the we have the stupid whirling before Desecrate that happens sometimes on, on Garage. Um, I also, or, or when a meteor hits, uh, if you're in the, you know, off alone group, uh, for shaman, uh, that's, I mean, it's it just now with, with your yeah. experience of it dot, is it just kind of that Billy where it's just like, where would he, where would we use it at? Like it was going to kill us if we use it at a high damage area and it just doesn't have that much of, like, you know, oomph to it. Is that what you kind of think of it? Yeah. It's like, it's basically a worse devotion or like in almost <laughs> every way. It's like a devotion to what, what every like uh, I guess monk, not monk but every like uh, windwalker probably hopes that it was because then you know maybe rets and and you know <laughs> paladins you know wouldn't get as much highlight because they're like oh I'm taking more damage as well. <laughs> right, right. It, it's like I don't even understand how this avert harm is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. I I pop it during the uh, the heavy damage phases and it kills me. <laughs> so what do I pop it at during the light damage phases where nothing needs to be popped? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Well, I mean, and the only th- way you can actually have it work well is if you pop it combined with Zen Med. But then if you're tanking the boss, one hit and it's gone, you're dead. <laughs> exactly. So it's basically useful as an off-tank roll if you don't care about yeah. doing damage. And if, yeah. Maybe it'll still kill it's you, silly. though, through the Zen Med. And that's the one thing. Because, uh, you know, we used to be in our rotation for uh, the Annihilates as a, you know, potential cooldown. Since like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not doing that much damage. I don't have really any vengeance. And so I did, would pop it there. And then even with Zen Med, it would just plow through you because of how much damage you're taking. <laughs> uh, that's because, that's because Zen Med doesn't work against stagger damage, but yep. you can, you can skip that problem by having somebody bop you when you use Zen Med over harm and yep. it'll stop the stagger damage. Yeah. But yeah, it'll stop, but, but it'll still, uh, you're only get like one go if it gets you drops you low enough for your cloak. And then so you'll you get splat the next go round. You used to be able to, but they removed that effect where you could just basically have the bop and then never have the, your uh, never die because your your cloak debuff wouldn't apply. But they fixed yeah. it. Scumbags! My shining light <laughs> in the raid was that, and then now it's removed. And I was I'll, that's the only thing I'll miss about it is that or accidentally popping it and then frantically clicking my debuffs away to try to click it off because I didn't have a cancel macro and then dying. <laughs> Yeah. Our gyms died a couple of times in garage heart phases because he'll he'll zen med over harm at the butt of the boss and like somebody would like accidentally get hit and take the full damage from annihilate <laughs> and he would just die instantly. Yeah, it's it just one of those things where you see like how did you it just, it just says death too and all the all the print timers, which that's how you know it was just like too much damage taken, just death. Like that doesn't even say how you died. Um, the the way that the ability worked was just um, it was asinine. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was silly and it was you know it wasn't clear how it worked especially the part about it also affecting you and I, I don't know it, it's more trouble than it was worth and I'm happy to see it go and then Absolutely. it's like and then, but then one thing the saving grace to that for brewmasters out there that are listening to this and now are you know 
typing delete after hearing that's gone is the uh, you know for the character is that actually all the all the tank classes have their cooldowns removed so kind of again it goes in that normalization i mean feral druids really had like heart of wild trank kind of i mean it wasn't really that good for even ferals dk's have amz still but it can be reduced but you know for protection warriors paladins nothing and you, except vigilance they still keep well, be that's a talented though that's yeah. just kind of like our uh like your our zen sphere or our chi wave even though it's not going to be doing as much or chi burst you know it's still something i mean it's, i mean I, you know a fully vengeance chi burst can do quite a bit of damage so you know, yeah, quite a bit of healing, and like one healing, one healing burst, but I mean, can still do some. So I can see the counter argument to that. But yeah, vengeance, which is I've been seeing some people complain about a little bit is because it's that 30 percent <laughs> reduction. So we'll have to see how it plays out. We'll have to see how the alpha plays out. You know, let's remove all cooldowns from everybody. I think that's what <laughs> all, all monks want that. No cooldowns for anybody. I would love that. <laughs> now, go, and then going in with that uh, dot, with what your first thoughts are on the whole removal and kind of the trying to balance the tank classes together. Do you think that's a good, you know, good thing that Blizzard is doing, or did you actually like how certain classes had their niche? I definitely like that thing that that Blizzard is doing because tanks are sort of different than other uh, roles in your raid. You generally have one guy who's your main tank or two guys who are your main tanks and you just stick with them through for the entire tier like you can't just say like healers where you can sub some in here and trace them out there or dps that are even more flexible in how many you slot tanks are basically like mainstays in your raid and if you have one that is a bad spec then you're pretty much screwed for the expansion or the tier and then so i guess you know going with that as well um, you know, like you mentioned, where it's just a bad spec for the entire tier. Um, I know that Rignaros did do this on his, he swapped to Monk, but it was kind of towards <clears> the end <throat> of the tier. Have you, you know, besides that, I mean, have you like, I'm not sure you I mean, I'm, have you ever been thinking about swapping to another tank at any point or have it just been Brewmaster been, because the damage has been always really strong for Brewmaster until they did that 15% nerf. I mean, it's still strong. <laughs> it's still strong. Yeah. Like I haven't considered changing the Brewmasters. We, Anything that another tank can do, I'm pretty sure Brewmasters can do as well. Mm -hmm. But there are many things that Brewmasters can do that a few other tanks cannot. Like roll. So. <laughs> or Tiger's Lust. Or, like you know, kite endlessly. Yeah, you know. yeah, like kite the ads on Garage, for example. Mm -hmm. And like single tank, uh, the Blood Rage of uh, Malkrock 25, easily. Like we, You can do it with other classes, but it takes a lot more external cooldowns and specific gearing. And do you think that it comes just from our tool set? Like, you know, Stagger is so strong. I mean, obviously, it's one of those give and take spells, though, because you're really not reducing the damage because you're still going to take it over time. I mean, there's still like a bit of flat, but if you purify it, it's gone. So do you think it's mainly, right. it's more of like a, it's a personal choice tank. So, you know, it's not like warriors where there's, you know, shield block or something. And it's just like, hopefully I block some throwing a shield up. You know, is it something like that where it's more of like a player's skill will make a, a decent brewmaster into a great brewmaster? Uh, I think it's mostly because stagger is so unique in the way that it reduces all physical damage to a certain percentage. And it somehow stacks additively with every other source of stagger you have. So you can, like, the more gear you have, the more you approach 100% physical reduction. And no other tanks really have a skill like that. Also, 
the fact that we have disease haze, mm-hmm. like just keep throwing barrels. Another tank has <laughs> arranged AOE slow and threat ability. Just seems coming soon. Cool. No energy cost. Yeah, which is which is yeah, that's one of the big changes. <laughs> I know we're even getting a buff. Like it makes no sense. Well, also also the glyph two to the to Lear of the Ox now getting into some of the stuff they've added. Lear of the Ox is just as pulsates threat from your totem now. I call them totems. I know they're statues. I always call them totems. <laughs> it's a totem. It's I mean totem, statue, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> but it pulses threat now for like in a, in a, for a thirty yard radius or whatever it is. It like it pulses threat. So you thought that was you know it was easy before picking up ads. Now put your you know your statue forty yards away or twenty yards away and on one side. Like thinking about garage ads, for instance. Mm-hmm. If you have to pick those up, you could be outside of where everybody's at, and then they just put your totem, you know, your, your totem there, and then oh, here they come, following you down because all that threat that you're getting from them. You know, it, it, yeah. it's kind of it's just interesting to see like where they're going with the brewmaster. Um, hopefully that they, I mean, the one thing I really think they may do just based on alpha testing and whatnot is probably lower the stagger start damage uh, reduction from, I think it's like 20, 20 right now. And maybe lower it down to like 10 or 15 to keep it in line. Do you think that would be something they would do? Or do you think it's just how it is now is, is fine? Uh, I, I, I don't know if they're going to do that just because our, our ability to, to reforge gear or gem gear into mastery to compensate for early parts of the tier would leave us really weak. Um, when we were under geared, if we, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> even, even like on live, if you, you know, if you removed hidden expertise and kept reforging, like a brewmaster who had just dinged, you know, could, could reforge into mastery to increase mm-hmm. dagger. But, you know, once Warlords comes out and we don't have that choice anymore, if you got poor drops, you know, you just be super squishy until you got lucky. So I don't think that they'll lower the pace. Do you agree with that as well, Dot? Like, it's just mainly because of the reforging, we were able to actually be even stronger? Um, personally, I think that they're going to do something else besides just uh, changing the stagger amount because... Uh, even with stagger, I'm pretty sure that we are we take the most consistent damage of any tank in the game right now. And Warlords is adding in a mechanic that it's really about the amount of damage you take mm-hmm. and not the speed of the damage that matters. And while stagger definitely reduces the speed and smooths out your damage intake, it really doesn't provide that much for reducing the amount of damage you take. And any amount of stagger by itself is not going to like make the brewmaster a tank that healers would like to see. So do you, do you think it's going to be that maybe the uh, the coefficient to I think you're talking about resolve, right? Is that the one I think you're talking about? The new resolve for for tanks? Uh no, 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 like saying if say a boss had a million damage swing that was unmitigated, right? Mm-hmm. The average say warrior would probably take maybe a hundred K damage from that swing over time. And the brewmaster might take 180 K. Okay. If you include all the stagger and purify damage. So we'll be taking like almost double the damage of a warrior over time. And while that isn't important right now, because you know, healers have pretty insane HPS and it's all about the instantaneous damage that matters. It might matter later on in uh, warlords where they mentioned that, it's going to be a lot more important that uh, people have to manage like their damage intake. Okay, so then I guess it's just that maybe monks were kind of just prepped for warlords. I mean, a lot of this kind of question pops up more and more. I see from people questioning, especially you know, sending out either you know just tweets out to Celestial or or just you know in referencing in posts that it's like 
you know, of course, their claim is like that the monk was unfinished. But do you think it's just that the brewmaster is just going to be in a good place because of their tool set going into Warlords? Meaning like, not a good place, meaning like a finished place where some of the classes that may have had a tougher time in, in Mists are going to have an easier time in Warlords. Um, yeah, I think we basically have every uh, aspect covered. Like, if we're lagging in any respect, it would just simply be numbers tuning. Like, mm-hmm. we don't, we're not yep. lagging in, like, number of cooldowns. We're not lagging in like, the strength of our class or the v- value of our AoE, which are all super strong. It's basically, if we're lacking anything, it's just pure numbers. And then I think that's one good thing, too, about the, you know, Brewmasters, which, you know, like I mentioned, the 15% nerf for damage. I mean, it was just that simple. It wasn't like we have to limit. I mean, well, the first one is they limited the amount of Keg Smash would hit because Keg Smash would, you know, just you know rip heads off of mobs when they would come in. But, uh, you know, they first limited the amount it would hit, but which is, you know, a simple thing to do. And then, then it was the flat damage number. So it wasn't like, you know reducing five or 10% on an ability that made the class play completely different from a, a undergeared to a super geared player. Right. So um, go, I guess I'm going with that as well. The one spell that, you know, kind of gets a little bit of complaints from people getting removed for brewmaster is healing spheres. And I know, I think Jim, you mentioned this on the one Walker show that we had about how you actually yeah. use healing spheres as kind of like that. Oh crap. I'm going to die a, like a spell for you. Is that kind of what you are? You, will you miss it? Are you talking to me or him? No, Jim. Oh, yeah. I I will miss it. Um, I use it to heal other people, and I know <clears throat> I know we're getting healing certain. No, I'm sorry. That's surging mist. Not a yeah. There we go. <laughs> Something surging. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the cast time on that's going to be. And part of what made healing sphere so attractive as Windwalker and Brewmaster was as Windwalker. I I have great energy region and like if somebody takes a tick of superheated or something on the way to the belt i can just put healing spheres down and get that really quick you know instant healing um as brewmaster the same thing they snapshot with your vengeance when you cast them so if the other tank is about to taunt off i can put down like a little row of spheres for him and he can get enormous heals Wait a minute. You're saying that healing sphere snapshots your vengeance? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Daw does not it. Uh-oh. Replace I, Daw. I disagree here. Oh, does it? Oh. I disagree. Yeah. Does it, does it yeah. not? It does not. Um, when, I thought it did. Because well, I mean, we were doing uh, Heroic Lich King, soloing Heroic Lich King undergeared and like uh, throne, of the, uh, throne of Thunder gear, the way you cheesed it was you drop three healing spheres at the start of the phase and you let Defile tick on you so much that you had like maybe 500,000 uh, vengeance. You pop Diffuse Magic and walk over your three healing spheres that you dropped at the start of the fight with zero vengeance and you just instantly heal the full. So it's multi- oh. so it actually doesn't snapshot. It's more of a multi- uh, multiplicative. Or, no, or just, it's just, it just goes. It's kind of like, I guess, Zwen is in a sense where... It'll he'll yeah, actually it, just, it also updates. It'll just yeah, updates like whenever you walk over the uh, healing spheres, it yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang, I, so I, somebody, I, somebody told me recently that it that it snapshotted, and that that seemed reasonable to me. Although, like every time I've every time I've healed somebody else with my healing spheres as brewmaster, I'm either tanking the boss or have just had the boss mm-hmm. taunted off me. So I still have high vengeance, and it heals yeah, just I mean, it's for so much. Just yeah, to have like high vengeance throughout in the raid. So I thought we had a controversy. Right. Was, I was really excited nah, for a second. It's it's really. <laughs> I I don't care so much that healing sphere is going away because I know that I know that 
Surging Mist. I almost said Healing Surge again. I know that Surging Mist will will you know do comparative healing, but I'm most sad because it's not instant. Yeah, or at least I don't think it'll be instant. But I think that'll that, be that one in a second. Yeah, 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 I mean it's just a, it's a quick one. I think, but it also one thing too. It doesn't generate chi, which immediately some people point out, like, well, hey, generates chi. I can spam up you know my chi whenever I need it with that easy spell. Um, but it doesn't actually generate chi. That's only for Mistweavers that it actually generates chi. Um, so you, I think it was in the patch notes. They didn't update it. I think Wahed may have updated tool tips for it. So, um, if you go to the alpha site, the alpha database, um, yeah, so that was actually, you know, that's a pretty big one. I mean, I do use it a lot on, like I said, belts. I mean, there, there's some niches where I do use it. Um, but most of the time I'm just, you know, too busy spamming my, um, you know, my, my expel harm ability on myself in case I get low, uh, you know, which is, which, you know, that, that'll still be there for self healing, which if some people are kind of, you know, hoping that maybe, or me not hoping, but, you know, not happy Although, that it was still there. You know, that's being removed. I mean, it, it's important to remember that, you know, I'm thinking when I think about surging this now, you know, like I'm still thinking about it in, in terms of how the game is on live right now. Yeah. But, you know, they've said that healing is going to be different. You know, you shouldn't yeah. expect to like need to be topped off all the time because there's supposedly going to be fewer raid mechanics and just like one try you so you know maybe having the cast time on surging mist isn't really going to matter you know there's not gonna i'm not going to need that emergency you know 800k vengeance heal on somebody you know there will be more of a more of a reaction time or i'm sorry like you know more more wiggle room like it, the difference in you know the cat in the cast of surging mist nobody's gonna like just die from like <laughs> superheated or something yeah i think I, yeah we're, we're just we're tuned to how the, the bosses are now and how the encounters are now and how the game plays where you know you you miss a heal you're dead and the rage wiped where you know come in you know the the 6.0 patch and warlords is that it's going to be you know you can you it's okay to miss a heal if as long as he's at like 80 percent or something like that i mean but then you know dot you made up a good point that it's also going to change though for tanking like as far as the damage mitigation is concerned, which then goes in, no, well, not really goes in the next one I kind of brought up, but the one that is getting the most outcry from everybody and having people saying they're not going to play Brewmaster anymore, which I just don't understand why, is actually Clash being removed. Oh, God. That I don't even have on my bars. <laughs> and I haven't had on my bars since like 5.1. I was like, hey, Clash, this looks pretty cool. Oh, it doesn't work on any on the boss. Well, get off the bar. I mean, is that kind of how it is for you, Dot? Is it the same way where you're like, hey, this is cool. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Like, there's so many cases where Clash just never does what it's supposed to do, even on targets that are, like, actually vulnerable to Clash, which aren't that many. Yeah. And it's just such a buggy spell and such a useless spell that I use it maybe twice a month. And... <laughs> Big deal, it's going away. <laughs> we talked about this on uh, on Monk Meditation when they, yeah. they had me on this past week to to talk about Brewmaster and they asked how I felt about Clash being removed and I said, Well, you know, like I I literally use it on, on two fights. Like sometimes I use it on on Galacras as an AoE stun mm-hmm. because you know, like our warriors jump in and bladestorm and, and die. Um <laughs> well, that's good. Stun. That's good. <laughs> I, I discovered recently that we're so when the when the ads spawn on Galacras, like they will they're compelled to run forward until they reach like a certain threshold and they won't target anything until they get there. Um right. that we're we're like we tank them way far up, we don't even bother like bring them into the into the fire or anything, because you know, who cares? I mean it's mm-hmm. it's long since been farmed. And so like I have to stun them because by the time they actually get to where they're gonna target something, the warriors have, you know, 
bursted so high that <laughs> it's inevitable that one of them is going to pull and get one shot. So I use it on that and I use it on nourishing to control ads because our DPS are scumbags and like four <laughs> so scumbaggery. It's a good yeah. scumbaggery prevention tool. For and like, like I, outside of those two fights, it's not on my bar. There's no point. I mean, I think, I think what I hate most about the ability is that if I use it on something that's not vulnerable to its effect, it goes on cooldown anyway. Yeah. And you know, it's like the game is like, haha, you know, look what I made you do. <laughs> <laughs> and also when you use it on something that is vulnerable, but it's stunned, nothing happens anyway. Yeah. It's just like, it, it, it's like charge, except it sucks. Yeah. It's like, what? you know, n- nice, nice try, but you know, I'm good. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to miss it. Well, I mean, that's what the, you know, the people that are using it in like a, in a rating atmosphere say, you know, are, are you know, saying the same thing. And I agree as well. I mean, it's one of those fight. It's like, what does this even do? I mean, there's some niches we say, oh, should it be good here, be good there? But when in practice, it doesn't because of the, like, it's an eight yard radius around it. So if you pull one in, all of a sudden it's outside of the pack. I mean, you can't preemptively predict where and at, where, how far you're going to go in. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it, it's awful. Yeah. It was, but but the, it's just kind of the one of the, the spells that, you know, is those two last two, the healing sphere and the clash, are just getting the, the much rile out of the brewmaster community. Uh, mainly, Clash, I, I really don't. I don't understand. There's like the an eight page over the yeah. of, of Clash. There, like yeah. something, some a reason for for people being upset about its removal that people keep citing for some reason is I use it to control caster ads to like interrupt mm-hmm. casting. And I thought to myself, what what progression rate in their right minds doesn't have a ranged interrupt? Like if it's if it's squarely on the shoulders of the brewmaster to interrupt a caster ad. Like, I don't even know how many encounters have them. What, like, Child of Pride? And, and what? <laughs> Anything? Well, well, man, I think the one thing is that, giving the counterpoint to why they say that is, a, is the range is challenge modes. And I think that's where the biggest gripe is, is people that are, their main isn't a brewmaster. They just play it for challenge modes to either sell them or to, to sell gold runs or just to try to get those titles that are, you know, be, you know, now that, you know, the titles have all changed, but you know, at the time they were still trying to go for those titles, you know, get number ones. And so, you know, a yeah. lot of people went with brewmasters. And so clash is actually, if you think about it for those, it's a pretty decent ability, you know, when you have limited resources. Um, but I, don't know. I feel like competitive, yeah. like really competitive groups have a range to interrupt anyway. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. if you're, okay, if you're so, pushing Rome first, you have an Ellie Shaman. Right. So the first thing is that if you're playing Brewmaster, you have nothing to complain about challenge modes already <laughs> yeah. because you're so overpowered for challenge modes. So it doesn't even matter. And the second thing is that by the time Clash is removed, there won't be challenge modes anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah. what on earth are you worried about? So it's just like... I, I don't know. Usually I can like try to, I can try to rationalize some belly aching that the community does. But in this case, like there's just yeah. nothing like clash is, is useless and it, it needs to be cut. It was never useful and I've never used it ever to try to control a caster. ad. That's what we have counter spell and silencing shot and, you know, wind shear and, you know, picking another ability. <laughs> well, That's what those abilities are for. And then, you know, and then the one other one that was removed for Brewmasters disable. I mean, we already have dizzing haze, you know, yeah. What is, you know, we already have that ability, slow ability. Like, what do we need? I mean, of course, we're not going to be able to root them with the double application, which is what a lot of people complain about. But I mean, it's like, you know, we already have that ability. Of course, they're going to remove it. And, you know, even though Monk is one of the first, cl- you know, one of the latest class, there is still some button blow. I mean, you know, grapple's also gone as well. That's another one that actually, to me, that's a pretty big one for some ads. And that's just mainly if I, you know, don't want to take damage or also, you know, 
basically disarm other players. I mean, not other players, other like ads, like say for instance on Grosh where, you know, you have those ads that group up, being able to disarm one may save someone's life, you know, just, just because they do hit a lot. So, I mean, there's yeah. certain things that will, but like you mentioned as well, when warlords come out, the SO is going to be a completely different instance. I mean, yeah. it's going to be one, it's going to be mythic if you're doing heroic. So it's going to be doing that aspect of it, but also the fights are going to be scaled completely different and change completely different. Um, I actually tweeted at um, Ian uh, has a co and asked him about that. And he said he verified that they will be completely changing the fights that require interrupts, stuns, you know, like basically garage phase ads, which is what yeah. I was concerned about because yeah. ring of peace was changed <laughs> to an incapacitate, which doesn't work on anything in the game. That's a PV a component. I mean, it doesn't do anything to any interrupt mechanic or anything like that. So that's basically, you know, a non-usable ability now. But uh, thinking of things like that where, you know, some abilities may affect certain fights. Yeah, don't, 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 you know, worry about those uh, siege fights. They'll be changing completely. Yeah, it's like not even, it's not even worth worrying about. By the time the changes come, whatever you're worried about isn't going to be relevant anymore anyway. And then now, I guess going into one of the final things that we're going to be kind of discussing about here um, is actually the talent updates, Um, mainly the perks, which is, you know, a big thing that kind of added on. Um, Obviously, they uh, for Brewmaster, they changed some of the talents around a tiny, actually not really, not really. They're actually still the same. Um, Miss Weaver got the biggest change. Um, you know, Soul Dance, which is still the one that shrugs off, you know, stagger works now, uh, works, uh, 30% of your stagger works against magical damage. So it kind of has that, you know, ability, same like with the guard component, um, you know, Chi Explosion is still the one that, you know, uh, you know, replaces a blackout kick and every, uh, you know, one, two Chi, you get a shuffle every three, you can purify your stagger damage. And then every four chi, it does a little AOE. So yeah, yeah, more AOE for the brewmasters is whatever. I actually think it's 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 more efficient for shuffle application than than is for blackout even, kick is because yeah. I I would have to look at the talent again. But if I recall correctly, every chi that you spend on it gives you two seconds of shuffle. So if you use a four chi chi explosion, you get eight seconds, and that okay. makes it it's, like dr- dramatically more efficient. Base, so you get ten seconds if you use that four chi. So it's actually yeah. better. So it's better to pool it, to four. It's, in, it's enormously more efficient for shuffle application. So so it's good. So pool to four, use it, and then there you have that ten seconds more of chi. I mean of a shuffle time. So just just chi brew right off the pole, mm-hmm. and there's oh, your ten that's seconds. That's what I was going to ask too. So do you think that we're going to be changing to chi brew as a result of how chi explosion is looking? Depends. Yeah, Am I tanking first? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be tanking first. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Even even when I tank first now, like between shields and whatever, I don't know. I don't. I'm never in danger of dying before a shuffle yeah. comes up. I don't so. think. Yeah. You're like. Very initial hits of the boss are not that dangerous in the first place. So well, you only have to survive for like two seconds, like keg, keg smash and blackout kick, and then you're fine. So well, yep. Vichy explosion though. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but, yeah. but but then I guess then soul dance is really for more of those. I think soul dance to me when I look at it is like the fight that is a constant AOE magic damage fight. Like that's really the only thing you would use it for, right? Uh, uh, Dot is that one that you'd actually only use it for? Well, it really depends on the rest of the. Uh, or how the chi explosion works out. Like okay. if it's high damage, like if it's actually useful, then we're probably going to use it a lot and it will only take so dance for the uh, high magic damage fights. But if it's not very useful, then I can see so dance being just our default talent. Okay. 
And I guess and it also plays in as well with depending on Chi Explosion or Soul Dance, whichever one you go with is going to be with Ascension and Chi Brew. I mean, a lot of times people are taking Ascension now and dropping down to like 4K haste and then just taking Ascension for that extra energy regen. Um, is it, do you still see Ascension being up there or do you think Chi Brew might overtake? Just, is that because he's also just dependent on I me? Mean, also, gearing options that we can't reforge anymore. So do you think it's just going to be also dependent on gearing options? Um, some of that, I think, I think the most, like the enticing part of Ascension isn't the fact that you regain more energy. Like, I think that's sort of trivial and irrelevant. The part that really matters is that gives you an extra chi bubble. Yeah. And that allows you to do a lot of things and juggle your chi around a lot more efficiently than if you were just working with four. I, I don't know of anybody who's playing Brewmaster right now who's not using Ascension. I don't think I've ever seen a Brewmaster take hey. Chi Oh, me. Oh, I thought you were going to say the uh, no one takes no one takes Ascension. I was like, I take it. <laughs> no, like, like every every yeah. Brewmaster that I've ever seen in T16 has taken Ascension. It just, it's silly not to. You don't need burst survivability for anything. And then Power Strikes. If you're going to die in the first two seconds of the fight, you know, you probably don't have the gear for the mm-hmm. fight anyway. Don't blow in there. And then Power Strikes just seems out of place. And I, I've been actually thinking about this that for almost, for actually every single class, I mean, every single spec, Power Strikes is like the odd, you know, talent out. No one really takes it because of it just how it works. It just doesn't end up being a. Did Windwalkers take it like in. Well, I, we did at the beginning. I only of the started expansion. playing Monk and TOT. We did at yeah, the beginning of the expansion, say, like, we I, took it just because for uh, for Windwalkers, just because of how it generated the chi because we had such low energy. And then also at the, back then, Ascension was terrible. I forget what it was, but it was not what it is now. Like it didn't give you a chi. I think it just gave you an extra chi. I think that's all it did. I'm glad recall. I skipped so, that part. Yeah. And the chi brew was, you know, terrible as well. So like. I think Tuber just refilled two only, and it was like a minute and a half cooldown. Yeah, no, we filled all four, but it was, it was a minute and a half, for, though, right? Yeah, it was a minute and a half cooldown. But for like, depending on the duration of the fight, like if the fight was exactly a minute forty, then it'd be like twice more efficient as any other oh, talent. True. So yeah, it really de- uh, depended on the length of the fight. If it were under seven minutes, it was actually the most chi efficient talent out there. People just don't really worry about that and just look at the average shield over time and like uh it's awful yeah <laughs> yeah that which is you know especially in the beginning when the classes were just starting out as well i mean people were still theory crafting like you know what you know what stuff was actually going to be better over you know fights what kind of gear to get you know it was a kind of, you know especially mm-hmm. in the beginning of the tier it was just one of those things where power strikes just was a better over time and that's all people cared about um that's right. definitely how i cared about i was worried about other stuff at that moment but when i was doing Windwalker, but uh I mean, Chibru is you know one of the talents for the other two specs now, and then it's kind of weird how it kind of swaps around where one talent is you know almost hundred percent when the other one isn't. Um, and then I guess then going into that, we already mentioned the Ring of Peace, you know, incapacitate. Um, now, Chi Serenity is one of those ones where I, I think it's just that thing. I mean, I just don't see it beneficial, like you mentioned, Dot, where you know there's you're probably not going to die within the first bit, and if that, you can just pop a Fort Brew off the bat. If there's going to be right. a big, I, big hit or anything. Yes. Have, get like the, a sack on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only reason I see for Chi Ascension or Chi Serenity. Serenity is that you need Chi and Brewmasters don't care about Chi. Like we hit, we get mm-hmm. enough from just basic regen and that's all we need. Well, and like, yeah, but, but I think that's also kind of like with Chi Torpedo. No one really takes it except if you're kiting the ads on Garage. I mean, it just, uh, well, I forgot to take that too. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, I don't take it. I take rushing Jade win because I'm a scumbag. Yeah, I was gonna say. yeah exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, like like rushing Jade win. It would just be silly not to take it because you do so much damage at the beginning of the fight on on the ads. Yeah, the ads, and then also but is anybody still taking cheat torpedo? Like, oh, yeah, do yes, Weavers yeah. take it? No, uh, yeah, Miss Weavers do on some fights. Um, if the Windwalkers just, for sure never take yeah, no. it. No, I mean, it's it's really I've, the, the only other time it. I see people taking it are some people who like it for kiting the ads because it does go a little farther, and it also has it just you know the. I guess it's just the the how it works, like the angles that it can go. But I think it's just mainly because it can go a little bit farther, so it's a lot easier to to kite the Iron Star in on uh, on Heroic Garage. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's okay. I mean, you know, healing elixirs, you know, on paper looks pretty decent, but I mean, it's it's just doesn't. I don't think it really works out too well. So I guess if you look at each one, it's kind of kind of play out that way where each talent, just for Brewmaster specifically, is just not going to be that wanted. I mean, unless they, of course, unless they bump, uh, buff the hell out of Zen Sphere to be where it's a really strong component. Or, like, if it's on the, like, pulses, like, does the AoE on the beginning and then ticks after that, I think maybe a little better there. But um, it, it's, uh, you know, just kind of interesting to see how those talents are playing out. Is there any other, you know, th- things that you've noticed from the talents portion of the, the Alpha Notes? No. I mean, to be honest, I don't really pay that much attention to alpha notes because I know it's going to change over time. So mm-hmm. why bother getting worked up over something that's going to change? Our, our talents didn't change that much. Yeah. For, well, for has, yeah, but I'm, like, I'm like sure some, it's going some to change classes, eventually. Yeah. Some, so. some other classes, I think, have had far more dramatic changes in the alpha than we have. Like monks, monks didn't really get any nerfs. Mm-hmm. At least for for the specs that I care about. Um, <laughs> yeah, sounds really mean. But I mean, like Windwalkers got only buffs, and I mean Brewmasters didn't get nerfed. We're just getting a lot of quality of life improvements. You know, removing the removing the energy cost from dizzying haze and putting guard on a charge system. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is that's that, that's one of the next ones I was going to get into is the perks and I, I like I agree with you, Don, on this. I think looking at the perks, there's no way they can go. There's I mean every you know. Keg smash twenty percent more damage. Blackout kick twenty percent more damage. Those aren't unless I mean almost also depends on the formulas, and also depends too on the you know since we're not going to be getting as much you know vengeance. How is that going to play into it? I mean, I mean the vengeance, vengeance converting to attack power is what I mean. Um, I honestly don't think the perks matter at all whatsoever. Like it's just purely a numbers things, and numbers can be adjusted at any time to give us like yeah. We won't be overpowered. We won't be underpowered. Like it doesn't matter. Every it's class is getting a lot of perks like that. So yeah, I, I think it's that's just there to make you feel you. better. Like <laughs> makes you feel like your leveling up is like relevant in some yeah. way. But well, I mean, it's not going to be a numerical difference at all. Well, I mean, the biggest thing though that I see on here, which I've been kind of curious the entire time, why it has never done that, is the improved breath of fire. Where now it looks like it's going to always now always apply to its uh, the target. So. To me, that makes it think like it's going to work on bosses. And I haven't really got a confirmation on this. I think it will work on bosses. I think it might, yeah. Is that what what kind of you get by that tooltip? Because I don't don't know if I remember tweeting. I tried to look up before the show, and I couldn't really find anything on Breath of Fire itself. But just the way it's worded, it sounds like it will work on bosses. Yeah. I mean... I don't understand why they're doing it, but sure, I'll take it. Like, more AOE, sure. I mean, that that's like the only the only reason I can think of for them to change it in the first yeah. place. Because if if you're breath of firing stuff right now, that's not a boss. You've definitely already keg smashed it, or you know, it's extremely likely that it has dizzying haze on it already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's because uh, 
kind of interesting that well, it also could be too that maybe because sometimes dizzing haze doesn't apply to a boss and then so now it's like well even if a dizzing haze doesn't apply to a boss the breath of fire will so you'll actually get a benefit out of using it as a chi dump you know say you know because you never like he's mentioned you know how chi explosion is maybe if we are have the ability to where we're gonna have you know chi's not going to be as much needed to go into you know increasing a stagger amount that you can dump it into a breath of fire to do a little bit more damage and have that damage over time component so it, it's going to be again it's like gameplay it's that quality of life it's going into kind of like a you know interesting tangent of of some of the things you know and then like i said all the other ones are you know damage done uh elusive brew five more percent more dodge you get from using it um and then the, but the biggest one which you mentioned uh jim was the approved guard is now two charges and i believe it was on um final boss that celestial said it's going to work like shield block yeah I mean, that's, I think that's, that's where really he said it was. That's how, yeah. how I expected it was going to work. Or maybe, or maybe it was a, a tweet out to Hina Lover, uh, who, you know, one of the Windwalkers we usually have on, that it was, it's going to be, shield block is how it's actually going to be treated like, you know, similar to that, where it's, or roll system, excuse me, it's going to work like the roll system. So you're going to charge it up over time. It's still going to cost the two chi to use, but it's going to be over time that you're going to, you know, recharge. So uh, depending on how, how long that charge is in between, that's all up in the air right now, but just kind of give people the idea of what it's going to be like. Yeah, I think that's a great change. Um, basically, right now, the way to use guard, quote unquote, correctly is you save it for big hits that you know are coming. Mm-hmm. Or in emergencies, yep. if you're like at maybe 1%, you hit a guard, which will keep you alive for another two seconds to get healers time to react. But that's actually like a sort of bad way to use the guard. And now it's going to allow you to use it much more reactively, which is great. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that, you know, most of the changes for Brewmasters are just thumbs up. I mean, there's nothing really that I'm freaking out about. I mean, it's, it seems like Brewmaster is in a good place, and we kind of mentioned this as well throughout the there show. There aren't any bad changes. Yeah, it, it, you know, the only thing I would think of, <laughs> well, only uh, the, the monks you care about, <laughs> yeah. as you could say. Uh, I don't know. There's lots and lots of time left yeah. before release. I'm sure Mystery Reavers will be fine. Every every healer right now is crying that the sky is falling because healing is <laughs> changing. But, I mean, a counter design is going to yeah. change to work with it, so... So, Everybody will calm down eventually. So I guess, uh, Dot, any last thoughts on Brewmaster that you see right now and going forward, like into Warlords? Or are you just kind of more pumped that, you know, just wait and see the content? Or I'm a wait and see kind of guy. Like, it's still in alpha. Nothing's set in stone. Changes looks good. I'm just going to let it stay that way. I'm not going to pick at it any more than I need to. And then, Jim, what about you? Are you kind of that, you know, going to be just... Are you pumped, though? I mean, just looking at how Brewmaster's going to be, or... I've been hurt before, Delvin. I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I like to keep up with the development process and offer feedback. You know, if I can if I can give them something useful, then you know, hooray. But there are so many changes coming in Warlords that I wouldn't be surprised at all to see. You know, a lot of the stuff either get scrapped or you know completely reworked. So there's no point in counting our chickens before they hatch. You know, we'll we'll have a much better idea of what lock is actually going to be like in Warlords. You know, as we get closer, as we approach beta, and you know, they just start tuning numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's going to kind of pretty much wrap up the show today. Thank you, Dot and Jim, for joining today. 
Um, you can always get a Thank get a, get a hold of Dot uh, nowhere except in game on his characters. <laughs> but you can get a hold of Midwinter though. You know, mw guild uh, mw guild dot net, and then at Midwinter underscore Wow for their Twitter. Uh, so if you want to follow Midwinter in their progress and hopefully, you know, getting getting up there and you know eclipsing to be the number one U.S. guild, especially with all the more competition. You know, we didn't even get into the mythic thing. Uh, we wanted to more cover the basic of just brewmaster stuff. So we'll definitely have to have you on once maybe we get more counter design in, dot, and then kind of go over that sure. when like alpha if he could get some bosses. Even though again, alpha beta, you know, we don't know what's going to be happening there. Um, and then of course you can reach Jim at Jim Cabine, J I M. Jail, yeah, J I M C A B E E N, and then archdruidguild.com uh, for his guild there. And thanks again, Jim, for joining us this week. For I know not not uh, Windwalker, but uh, a Brewmaster convo. Yeah, always, always a pleasure. And you can always reach the show at show at monkcraftpodcast.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at monkpodcast and then monkcraftpodcast.com for the URL. Um, and thanks for joining this week. And we hope to have you back here each and every week on Monkcraft Podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.